Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 23rd, 2021. We are starting our day with the word of God like we have been for a long time, in my case, 24 years. So thank you for allowing me to share God's word with you in the morning so that you can walk out whatever it is that God wants to deposit in your heart for this morning. I'm teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word because I believe that this is a season of new levels for us. I believe this is a season where the Father wants us to level up, to make it progress, advancement, acceleration, promotion, increase in every area, in every facet of our lives. And so as we're seeking to level up, uh, I've been teaching a series where we're going back to the word of God. I believe that if we want to level up, we need to get back to the Bible. If we want to level up, we need to get back to a time where we're studying our Bible, we're reading it, we're writing things down. We have, we're reading our Bible with pen and paper and the Holy Spirit says something, we write it down. We have a time of meditation. Uh, we, we're using you know, whatever we got to do to document what God is speaking to us. We're going to level up, but we got to get back in the word. When you're reading the word of God, you're reading what God said, past tense. But when you're reading the word of God, you're reading what God said, past tense. God can speak to you right now in the present tense. So we hear, we read what God said so that we can hear what God is saying. That's why we get into the word on a daily basis. We're going to level up and we're going to level up with the word. So that said, I've been teaching a series uh, entitled Leveling Up with the Word from the Parable of the Sower. I want us to go back to that parable again this morning. The title of today's message is Don't Rely on God's Mercy. Look at me. Look at me. I don't want you to live your life totally relying on God's mercy. You're like, well, well, hold on. You may be thinking, wait a minute, Rick, what are you talking about? I mean, don't we want the mercies of God? Yeah, yeah, we want the mercies of God and the mercies of God are new every morning. I'm going to explain, but you shouldn't live your life with a reliance on God's mercy. If you understand what mercy is, and I'll explain it, then you'll you realize that, no, you have to take accountability and responsibility for your own actions and don't just rely on mercy. So uh, Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13, we've been looking at this for months. The Bible says the farmer is like someone who takes God's word and sows it down the side of people. The word is the seed and it goes down the side of people. Sometimes the seed falls along the side of the road. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. And because they don't understand what God said, then Satan can come immediately and snatch away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like seed that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that hear the teaching uh, and they quickly and gladly accept it. However, as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word that they receive, because the word, the potential of the word attracts trouble and persecution and opposition, these people are quick to give up. They never allowed the word of God to go deep, so they just give up and the word doesn't produce. Other people are like seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. These are the people that hear the word of God. However, you know, they have other things going on. Their lives have become full of other things like the cares of this world, the love of money, everything else they want. They have a lust for other things and they have selfish desires. And these things grow up and like weeds and choke out the word and the word doesn't produce. And then lastly, some people are like good ground, say good ground, good ground. That's us. And so what we want to be is good ground where we hear the word. We give the word the time and space that it needs. We give it the priority that that it deserves. We don't have competing priorities where God is concerned. God has first place in our lives. So the word produces sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes 100 times more. And you and I, we are after 100. So what does this mean for you today? As I'm getting into this whole thing about the mercies of God, 
I have four things to share with you. When I get into these four things now, this is where I need you to rid your heart and rid your mind of all distractions. Four things. Number one, here we go. You should not live each day with a reliance on God's mercy. So let me explain. So yesterday I shared a message uh, about people who who lack or fail to take accountability or responsibility for their own actions. I was talking to you about a conversation that I had not too long ago with a young person, and this person just doesn't want to take accountability or responsibility for their own actions, so they blame God. And I was like, don't blame God. No, I mean, some of this is not God. Some of this is you. Actually, some people even blame Satan. You know, there's a joke where where God is walking by a church and Satan is on the, the the steps of the church crying. And God said, what's wrong with you? He said, man, your people in there lying on me. They're blaming me for stuff I didn't even do, right? So some people blame God. Some people blame Satan when they really need to go look in the mirror and take accountability and responsibility for their own actions. So this same person, I'm having a conversation with them, and I'm letting them know that, listen, you gotta, you're you going to reap what you sow. You need to be accountable and responsible and, and make good decisions. And if you make poor decisions, you're going to reap a poor harvest and all of that kind of stuff. And this person was pushing back. And basically what they said to me was, this This blew me away, by the way, said, if God is going to consider every little thing that I do, then God is being petty. I said, what? This person said, well, if God is just going to like actually consider what I do, he's being petty. Like he sh- he's God, so he should just bless me anyway. He should just love me anyway. He should just protect me from the poor. Like if I'm making a bad decision, he should protect me from it. And, and he should just bless me anyway. <laughs> and I'm looking at this person and I'm like, wow. Like, I mean, like your understanding of God is like super warped. Like you, you don't understand how there's a system that God set up. This, this, the whole earth functions off of a system of sowing and reaping cause and effect and the free will of humans. And th- if you understand the system, it's not that difficult. You're going to reap whatever you sow. But if you don't, and and you're going to also try to live a life that's pleasing in God's sight so that you can reap the right harvest. If you don't understand that system, though, I mean, maybe you have this crazy understanding of God. In the parable of the sower, we see that the sower goes out of his way to provide the same seed to all four types of soil. But there's not the same results. I mean, each soil doesn't produce uh, the same thing. Why? Because the soil matters. The the condition of the soil matters. The condition of the soil impacts the production of the seed. And it's really that simple. There's nothing wrong with God. There's nothing wrong with his love or his word or his power, his grace, his Holy Spirit. None of that. The condition of the soil impacts the production of the seed. So while that's clear to me, it's obviously not, not clear to everybody. So that w- because of that, I, I was led to share something about mercy today. So let me, let me talk about the difference between grace and mercy as I'm laying the foundation for today's message. Grace some people don't, you know, maybe you haven't thought about it, but you don't know the difference between grace and mercy. Grace is when God gives you uh, the good that you do not deserve, right? And so God is giving, it is unmerited favor. It is unearned. It is unmerited. It is undeserved. And God is blessing you, not because of what you did, but because he's so good, right? That's the grace of God. Say grace. That's grace. Mercy, on the other hand, is, so grace is God giving you the good that you do not deserve. Mercy is when God withholds the bad that you do deserve, like you earned it, like you made poor decisions, you were dumb, you made, you went down the wrong road, you did the wrong things. And so you earned this, like you should get this punishment, like you, you should get a negative harvest on your negative seed. And for whatever reason, God's like, no, I'm not going to let, and God withholds the punishment. God withholds the negative harvest 
on your negative seed, God withholds that. And when we, when he withholds it, even though we earned it, when he withholds it, even though we deserve it, that's called mercy. That is the mercy of God. And so when God provides mercy, we should be thankful. Oh my God, thank you so much that you didn't allow me to reap a harvest on that seed. Thank you, Father. I, I definitely messed up and I'm sorry. And thank you, Lord, for, for, for giving me your mercy. I, like, I don't deserve this, but you just gave me your mercy. Thank you, Father, for that. So we should thank God for mercy, but that doesn't mean I'm going to rely on it. I'm not going to live every day like, you know what? I'm going to rely on the mercy of God. I'm just going to make a dumb decision. I'm going to I'm going to sin. I'm going to do things that are in violation of God's laws and God's commands in, in contradiction to the Holy Spirit. And then I just think God is just going to give me mercy. No, no, I, that's ridiculous. You shouldn't live that way. You shouldn't rely on the mercy of God. So if you make a bad decision, you're probably going to get a bad harvest. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to lose your salvation. That doesn't mean that you're not going to heaven. That doesn't, listen, when you do something bad, it doesn't unravel your righteousness, but it can unravel your life. Let me say that again. Sin and a poor decision is not going to unravel your righteousness, but it can unravel your life. So you don't want to make poor decisions because you're going to reap a, a poor harvest. So don't live each day thinking, oh, God's mercy is just going to see me through, right? No. Why don't you live your life saying, you know what? I'm going to make decisions that are pleasing in God's sight. I'm going to be led of the Holy Spirit. I'm living by faith. The Bible says, the Bible commands us to live by faith, not by grace and not by mercy. The Bible commands us to live by faith. And when you're living by faith, being led of the Holy Spirit, you will live a life that is pleasing in God's sight. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, God's love is not the issue. So basically this person was telling me, well, you know, if God loves me, no, 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 no. God's love is not the issue. God loves you. God loves you and there's nothing you could do about it. I mean, this you did nothing. Look at me. You did nothing to, to cause God to start loving you and nothing you can ever do will, will make him stop. He loves you. Your actions, your performance cannot make God love you anymore or love you any less. That's it. God is love. God, God loves you and he loves you with an unconditional love. You will never be. It, it, there's a song uh, from, um, I think, Elevation Church and Maverick City music where it says, I would never be more loved than I am right now, right? I would never be more loved than I am right now. So right, look at me. You would never be more loved by God than you are right now. In this moment, God loves you. God loves you unconditionally and his love never fails. He There's nothing you can do to say, God, God say, oh, I love him more. Nothing you could do for God to say, I, I love her less. No, it's not like that. He loves you. The sower provided the same soil. Uh, I mean, the same seed to all four types of soil. He gave everybody the same opportunity. He did not discriminate, but not everybody produced. God offers eternal life to everybody. Everybody on this planet has the possibility of accepting eternal life through Jesus Christ, but not everybody's going to do it. And so it's not an issue of God. It's an issue of us. God goes out of his way to bless us by his unearned grace, by, by his amazing mercy. But that doesn't mean that you should say, you know what, so I'm just going to keep doing bad and God is going to keep giving me mercy. That's ridiculous. Paul said, he said, you know, where you have sin and grace, I'll just use that as an example. He says, well, if you sin, grace covers you. If you sin more, okay, God will give you more grace. If you sin more, God will give you more grace. And there will never be a point once you're born again where sin overtakes grace. Grace will always overtake sin. But then Paul thinks about it. It was like, well, don't think that the grace of God is like a license to sin. I mean, that's dumb. He says, so should I continue in sin so that grace could abound? He said, no. He says, of course not. Why would you think that way? 
if you're really born again, you're not going to want to say, well, you know, God's grace covers me, so I just keep sinning. No, it's the same thing with mercy. Yeah, God can give you mercy, but why would you want to even live that way? No, don't make poor decisions thinking, well, God's just going to give me mercy. That's not how we're supposed to live. Number three, there's a difference between an inheritance and a harvest. Now, I just finished my first book and it's being released on Saturday. It's called Level Up Your Life. In the book, I mentioned something from Romans chapter eight that I actually got from my spiritual mother, Apostle Cynthia Brazelton. But in Romans eight, verses 16 and 17, I mentioned all of this in the book, but I'm just going to briefly uh, give it to you here. Romans 8, 16 and 17, the Bible says, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. He whispers, the Holy Spirit whispers into our innermost being saying, you are God's beloved child. And since we are his true children, then we qualify. We qualify because of Jesus for all of his treasures. For indeed, we're heirs with God and join with Jesus Christ. And we will inherit everything that, that is for Jesus. Everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to me. That's my inheritance, right? But there's a difference between an inheritance and a harvest. Uh, uh, Pastor Cynthia said that um, when she was talking about this passage, she said there's a difference between an inheritance and a harvest. Harvest comes because of what I do. Inheritance comes because of who I am. So those are two different things. So I think some people confuse like, well, God loves me. Therefore, no, no, no. God loves you. But that doesn't mean he's not going to let you reap a bad harvest or bad seed. And so because of who you are, let's talk about inheritance. So because of Jesus. You are righteous, not because of what you do or because of what you fail to do. You're only righteous because of Jesus. So because of Jesus, you're declared righteous. Because of Jesus, you're an heir of God. Because of Jesus, you're forgiven of sin. Because of Jesus, that's it. You have an inheritance. And inheritance is not based on seed. Inheritance is based on identity. Inheritance is the same for all people. Eternal life, the blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, that's the same for everybody. But harvest is not the same for everybody because everybody doesn't sow the same seed. Harvest is different. Your inheritance has nothing to do with what you do. Your harvest has everything to do with what you sow. And so while God loves you unconditionally, he, he loves us all the same. The reason why our lives are not all the same, because we're not all sowing the same seed. And we're all sowing different seeds, so we're getting different results. So your decisions and your actions, they do matter. Number four, and finally, as I close, your performance does not impact God's love, but it does impact his pleasure. You want to live a life that is pleasing in God's sight. Listen, you can love your children and still be displeased with them. You can love your children and be upset when they're making dumb decisions, right? That doesn't mean you don't love them. That just means that they're not living pleasing in your sight. Jesus made it clear that the sower gave the, the, all four types of soil the same seed, but he also makes it clear that not all the seeds produced the same way because it was contingent upon the soil. At the end of the day, the first three types of soil were not pleasing in God's sight. They fail to produce a harvest. They fail to make the most of the investment that God made inside of them. And so that doesn't change God's love. I mean, God loves them anyway, that, but it does change his pleasure. So at the end of the day, God is pleased when we make the most of the opportunities that he gives us. God is pleased when we walk a, a life that is pleasing in the sight, upright before him, being led of the Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean that when we're making bad decisions, he doesn't love us. He loves us, but we're not living a life that is pleasing in his sight. So your conduct doesn't impact like God's love, but it will impact whether or not you are pleasing to God. In Psalms 84 and 11, the Bible says that when you're pleasing to God, there is no good gift that he will withhold from you. So let me close with this. God wants to live through you, right? It's the father who lives in us. He gives us the words. He performs the work. God wants to live through you. He wants to change the world through you. He wants to impact 
your sphere of influence, the people that he sent you to, to this planet. But if you stubbornly pursue life on your own terms, if you say, you know, I'm going to do my own thing. If your life becomes full of selfish desires, the love of money, everything else you want, then you're going to miss out on God's best. And it's not going to be because God doesn't love you. God loves you. But it's going to be because you chose self over God and you chose to sow a bad seed. Therefore, you are choosing to reap a bad harvest. Don't just rely on God's mercy. Say, I'm, I'm going to do dumb stuff every day, but God is still going to bless me. That's not how we're supposed to live. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I know this is one of those messages. Yeah, I know people today don't like to talk about the repercussions of your decisions. People today don't even talk about sin anymore. But no, sin, you, once you're born again, sin may not mean you're not going to heaven, but it's going to mess up your life. A sin, sin can ruin your marriage. Sin can ruin your relationship. Sin can ruin your, your, your health. I mean, you don't want to make dumb decisions. You want to live a life that is pleasing to God's sight. That doesn't mean God doesn't love you. No, he loves you. But he set up a system in this world where our decisions and our actions matter. It's sowing and reaping, cause and effect, the free will of humans. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. So I level up my life right now by taking self-inventory. I look at myself. I consider my ways. I assess my own actions. I evaluate my own desires. I make a conscious effort to die to sin, self, and selfishness. My only desire is to please you, Father. All I want is what you want for me. I just want to become the person that I'm destined to be. So I refocus, recalibrate, and I recenter myself in you, Father. I appreciate mercy, but I'm not going to rely on it. I live a life that is pleasing in your sight. I know you love me, but I also know that you want to be pleased with me. So as I live this way, I declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you get my notes for free, go to todaysword.org. At the top right, there's a big red subscribe button. Click on that, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I know that this wasn't one of those fired up rah-rah messages. This is a sobering message, a reminder that our decisions and our actions matter. Let's take accountability. Let's own our own decisions so that we can be uh, the men, the women that got, God has called us to be, and so we can live a life that is pleasing in God's sight. Do me a favor, two things. Number one, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. And then number two, if this message has been a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat because I go back and I read those. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.